Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the ninth day of February. I'm so glad that you're here. And I am so glad that however you got here is the right reason of how you got here, making the Bible a part of your daily rhythm, a part of your intentionality to meet with God or whatever your intention or your hope, your goal is, you're here. And that is beyond a wonderful thing. And my hope is that however you have found your way here, that you will experience God in some way through his word, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, maybe even in your body, and that you undoubtedly know him through his presence, through that encounter, however, he chooses to reveal himself to each of us. Today, we are continuing the story in Exodus, reading chapters 30, 31, and 32. And this week, just a couple days left, we are in the evangelical heritage version, Exodus chapter 30. You shall make an altar on which to burn incense, make it of acacia wood. It is to be 18 inches long and 18 inches wide. It is to be square and three feet high. Its horns are to be one piece with it. Overlay it with pure gold, its top, all its sides, and its horns. Make a gold border around it. Make two gold rings to place under its border. Make them for each of its two opposite sides. They will serve as holders for poles with which to carry it. Make the poles of acacia wood and to overlay them with gold. Put the altar in front of the veil that hides the Ark of the Testimony, in front of the atonement seat that is above the testimony, where I will meet with you. Aaron shall burn incense made of fragrant spices on it every morning. When he tends the lamps, he shall burn the incense. When Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn it as the regular incense before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall offer no other incense on it, no burnt offering, and no grain offering, and you shall pour no drink offering on it. Aaron shall make atonement on its horns once a year. With the blood of the sin offering for atonement, once a year, he shall make atonement for it throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. The Lord spoke to Moses. He said, When you count the men of Israel to register them, each man shall give to the Lord a redemption price for his life as you register him, so that there is no plague among them as you register them. Each one shall give this redemption as he passes over to the group, which has already been registered, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is twenty giras, half a shekel for an offering to the Lord. Everyone who passes over to the group that has already been registered, those twenty years old and older, shall give the special elevated offering to the Lord. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than the half shekel when you give the elevated offering for the Lord to redeem your lives. You shall take the redemption money from the people of Israel, and you shall designate it for the work of the tent of meeting, so that it may be a memorial for the people of Israel before the Lord to redeem your lives. The Lord spoke to Moses. He said, 
You shall also make a large bronze basin in which to wash. Its pedestal shall also be bronze. Put it between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet with water from it. When they go into the tent of meeting, they must wash with water so that they will not die. They shall wash whenever they come near the altar to minister, to burn an offering made by fire to the Lord. They shall wash their hands and their feet so that they do not die. This shall be a permanent regulation for them, for Aaron and his descendants throughout their generations. The Lord spoke to Moses again. He said, Take fine spices, twelve and a half pounds of liquid myrrh, half as much, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cane, twelve and a half pounds of cassia, weighed by the shekel of the sanctuary, and one gallon of olive oil. Make it into a holy anointing oil, a perfume mixed with the skill of a perfume maker. It will be a holy anointing oil. Use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the table, and all its utensils, the lampstand and its utensils, the altar for incense, the altar for burnt offering with its utensils, and the basin with its pedestal. You shall consecrate them, so that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them will be holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons and set them apart, so that they may minister to me in the priest's office. Speak to the people of Israel. Tell them, This shall be a holy anointing oil for me throughout your generations. Do not pour it on the flesh of anyone who is not a priest. Do not make any other perfume like it with the same ingredients. It is holy. It shall be holy to you. Whoever mixes any perfume like it, or whoever puts any of it on anyone who is not a priest, shall be cut off from his people. The Lord said to Moses, Take fragrant spices, gum resin, shekelet, and halbanum, fragrant spices with pure frankincense. Use an equal weight of each ingredient, and make incense from it, a blend made with the skill of a perfume maker, seasoned with salt, pure and holy. Grind some of it very fine, and put some of it in front of the testimony in the tent of meeting, or I will make myself known to you. It shall be most holy to you. When you make incense for yourselves, you shall not make any with this recipe. You shall regard it as holy to the Lord. Whoever makes any fragrance like that for himself shall be cut off from his people. The Lord spoke to Moses, Look, here is Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, from the tribe of Judah. I have called him by name. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and with skill in all kinds of crafts. He has the ability to create designs. He works with gold, silver, and bronze. He is able to cut and engrave precious stones and mount them. He can also carve wood. He works skillfully in all kinds of crafts. Not only that, but I have also appointed Ohiliab, son of Ahissamach, from the tribe of Dan, to work with him. I have put wisdom into the heart of all the skilled craftsmen, so that they may make everything that I have commanded you, the tent of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the atonement seat that is on it, all the furnishings for the tent, the table and its vessels and accessories, the pure gold lampstand with all its utensils, the altar for incense, the altar for burnt offerings with all its utensils, 
the basin, and its pedestal, the finely woven garments, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, the garments for his sons to minister in the priest's office, the anointing oil, and the incense made of fragrant spices for the holy place. The skilled craftsmen shall do everything just as I commanded. The Lord spoke to Moses. He said, Speak to the people of Israel. Tell them, You must observe my Sabbaths diligently, because the Sabbath is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, so that you may know that I am the Lord who sets you apart as holy. So you shall observe the Sabbath, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it must certainly be put to death. For if anyone does any work on the Sabbath, his life shall be cut off from among his people. On six days work may be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of complete rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day must certainly be put to death. Therefore the people of Israel shall observe the Sabbath by keeping the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a permanent sign between me and the people of Israel, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. When the Lord had finished speaking with Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two tablets of the testimony, stone tablets, written with God's finger. When the people saw that it took so long for Moses to come down from the mountain, the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, Get up, make a god for us, who will go before us, because this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Pull off the gold earrings from your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. All the people pulled off their gold earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and shaped it with an engraving tool and made it into a bull calf cast out of metal. Then they said, This is your God, Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of it, and Aaron made a proclamation. He said, Tomorrow shall be a festival to the Lord. They got up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought fellowship offerings. Then the people sat down to eat and to drink and got up to celebrate wildly. The Lord spoke to Moses, Hurry down, because your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned from the way which I commanded them. They have made a calf for themselves out of metal and have worshipped it. They have sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people, and they certainly are a stiff-necked people. So now leave me alone, so that my anger can burn hot against them, so that I may consume them and make you into a great nation. Moses begged the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your anger burn against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say he brought them out for an evil purpose to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn back from your fierce anger and change your mind about inflicting disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self. You said to them, I will multiply your seed like the stars of the sky, and I will give all this land that I have spoken about to your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. Then the Lord changed his mind about the disaster which he said he would inflict 
on his people. Moses turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, tablets that were written on both sides, written on one side and on the other. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There is the noise of war in the camp. Moses said, It is not the sound of people who shout for victory. Neither is it the sound of people who cry because of defeat. But I do hear the sound of people who are celebrating. As soon as Moses came near the camp, he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger burned. So he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf that they had made, burned it with fire, ground it to powder, and scattered it on the water. Then he made the people of Israel drink it. Moses said to Aaron, What did these people do to you that you have brought such a great sin on them? Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord burn. You know these people, they are set on evil. So they said to me, Make a God for us who will go ahead of us, because this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, Whoever has any gold, pull it off. So they gave it to me. I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. When Moses saw that the people were out of control, for Aaron had let them get so out of control that they were disgraced among their enemies, Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. All the descendants of Levi gathered themselves together to Moses. He said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Every man is to strap his sword on his thigh and go back and forth throughout the camp from one gate of the camp to the other. And every man is to kill his brother and every man his friend and every man his neighbor. The Levites did what Moses said. And that day, about 3,000 men from among the people fell. Moses said, Begin your service of the Lord today. Yes, because every man among you took a stand against his son and against his brother, the Lord is bestowing a blessing on you today. On the next day, Moses said to the people, You have committed a very serious sin. Now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can gain atonement for your sin. Moses returned to the Lord and said, Yes, this people has committed a very serious sin. They have made a God of gold for themselves. Yet now, if you will, please forgive their sin. And if not, please erase me from your book, which you have written. The Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me is the one I will erase from my book. Now go, lead the people to the place about which I have spoken to you. Look, my angel shall go ahead of you. Nevertheless, when the right day comes for me to punish, I will punish them for their sin. The Lord struck the people with a plague because of what they had done with the calf that Aaron made. Well, that didn't take long, did it? We see how quickly the people got impatient, how quickly they took matters into their own hands, how quickly they assumed that the man that God appointed their leader, that they trusted, who led them from the land of oppression and slavery, left them 
and was not coming back. And then we further see this quick knee-jerk reaction from Aaron, who is the brother of Moses and who knows that God has called him into this particular mission with Moses, doesn't even question them, does not even take the time to consider a different narrative and responds to their demands. And what is funny about this, not funny, haha, <laughs> funny is we can so clearly see it for this particular group of people, which is such a parallel in our own lives. We can so quickly, easily see the flaws, the sins, the disobedience, the defiance in other people, and we can be so blinded to the same patterns in our own lives, in our own hearts. Further said, we can be completely blinded to our own deception. And I never say we without including me, first and foremost. And then lastly, just to point out the integrity of Moses, who, who is willing to sacrifice for the people to which he has led that is serious sacrifice and i'd love to say there's a concrete answer here of why he does this i do not know the heart or the intent of moses but maybe we could consider that this is one example of what it might be like to live in the fear the awe the awareness of who God is, and maybe even just a glimpse of the trust that Moses has instilled in God. And maybe that is something we can sit with in our own lives, where our trust is, where our loyalty is. What exactly are we not willing to give up or sacrifice? And do we live in the fear, the reverence, the awe of Almighty God. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for these stories that shine a light into our own lives, that reveal our heart by what comes up inside of us. I pray, God, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive all that it is that you long to say in us, do within us all that you would allow us to see so that we can change what is in with us because there's plenty of work to do here instead of being so consumed and bothered by what everybody else is doing. We would be responsible for the person that you put us in charge of being responsible for, and that is first and foremost, our own hearts, our own selves. Move within us, I pray. And I pray this all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that is home base. Check it out. If you have not, take a look around. Download the app, it's free. Send it to a friend. 
check out the store. Uh, there may be something there that you're like, I didn't know that you sold this, and I need to have that. <laughs> Welcome to consumerism at its finest. <laughs> but despite the fact uh, there have been some resources that are beautifully curated and crafted to enhance your journey through the Bible. If you'd like to partner with us here at the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much to each and every person for each and every partnership. We could not do this without you. If you're giving by mail, DABPO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174, or utilizing that mobile app, hit the Give icon up at the top right-hand corner, or look for the Give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for those that have previously called in several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164, or once again, utilizing that app, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit at the end, turn the wheel over to chronological, and it will get to the right place. That's it for me today. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. Look forward to it. It's a joy and a privilege and a complete honor to be here with you. Until then, love one another. Good morning, everyone. My name's Kendall. I live in Kentucky. Um, I called in a few months ago, but I don't believe it got played. So I was just wanting to call in and pray for some people and then also ask for prayer for myself. First of all, I was wanting to lift up Dina, the truck driver, and Heather from Santa Barbara, who called in at the end of last year, and then Christy from Kentucky, who I haven't heard in a very long time. But um, I just remember the last time that all three of y'all called in, um, there was just desperation in your voice and um, just not a lot of hope. And so I pray that you are now feeling God's peace and His presence and um, that you have a hope for the future and um, just that things are improving and getting better wherever you are. And so, um, yeah, you all have just been on my heart. And so I wanted to call in for you all. Secondly, I was just wanting to ask for prayer for myself. I'm in my last year of medical school and I have finished um, interviews for residency and um, now I'm making a rank list to determine where I will be training for the next few years. And so I was just wanted to ask if you all would pray for me on that and that I would just know um, where God is wanting me to go and um, if he's wanting me to stay in Kentucky or go somewhere else. Um, I have a husband and a 10-month-old daughter, and so just want to make the right decision for my family. Um, so just praying for clear guidance and peace as I make these decisions. Um, so thank you all for praying for me with that. And then lastly, I just wanted to say thank you for this podcast, um, Jill and China and the Harden family. I enjoy it so much, and I love just learning more about God and then also just hearing everybody call in and um, just the community that um, that's here. And so thank you all. Hello, DABC. God bless you all. A woman from Ohio called in praying for a man in Florida. You stated that anger separated you both and that you had asked for forgiveness and want his forgiveness. 
Father God, I lift up these two to you, Father God, to your throne of grace and mercy, Father God. May your wisdom and discernment, Father God, be imparted not them, Father God, that if it is you bringing them together, Father God, that you are going to do exactly that, Father God, and you're going to remove all obstacles from the way, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Help them see where they belong, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Annie from upstate New York, you had surgery in your pancreas. You said you was in a 42-year-old functional alcoholic relationship. Um, and I'm also praying in the name of Jesus for a new place. Father God, I lift up Annie to you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I believe, Father God, in the name of Jesus for her healing of her pancreas in the name of Jesus, Father God. I believe, Father God, for healing of this relationship, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I am believing, Father God, that this person who had alcoholic addictions, Father God, in the name of Jesus, be done with it in the name of Jesus, completely healing and delivered, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, I am believing for a new home in the name of Jesus, a home where she can feel safe and secure and afforded, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Give her the wisdom, whether it's Tennessee or Florida or any other place that you deem fit right for her in the name of Jesus, Father God. And we thank you. We thank you in advance, Father God. Hey family, it's Pam, his ransom soul in New Jersey. I've been hiding in the shadows for quite a while, but please know I'm always listening and praying and I'll be doing my best to step back into the light soon. Back on January 22nd, I called in to pray for Dina, the truck driver, but I never heard the call come through. Hey, it happens. So I'm calling in again to say, Dina, I heard your call and your cry from the pit. Darling, I may not know you personally, but as a sister in Christ, I love you and I beg you not to take your life. Life is a precious gift from God and believe me, I know all too well, as do so very many of us here, that life is also hard. It can be overwhelming, it can feel hopeless and heavy. I don't know what you're dealing with or what caused you to get to this place of despair. But Dina, you're not alone. You're a beloved child of God, a daughter of the King. You are loved and cherished and treasured by and precious to the God who made you and sees you and hears you. And Jesus is right there with you in that pit, girl. Seek him in the pit, Dina. Hold on to him and don't let go. I'm praying for you. And I hope you've been listening and by now have heard the flood of calls coming in from people all over the world praying for you, dear one. Please stay with us and call us back. There is hope, Dina. Hope that's found only in our Jesus. Please believe it. I love you. <laughs> 